Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Dwight Beal here, and it is the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, and it is Thursday, August 3. Do you guys like the month of August? I love it because I love heat. Really? Yeah, I love the heat. Oh, man. Yes. I am such a mid-70s kind of guy. Yep. Um, so that's, My favorite is mid-low 60s. Yeah, I dig that yep. too. The best thing about August in Michigan is that's the one month that I find it comfortable to swim in Lake Michigan. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's kind of a nice thing. You go to the beach and rather than like, oh, it's freezing, it's like, oh, no, this is, this is doable. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah. All right, Miguel, I sort of dropped a little nugget of info that, well, you did, that you're part of the Anglican Church here in town. Yep. So I just wanted to ask you, with our listeners listening in, give us, how, how did you, I mean, you, you went to an RCA school, Hope College. Mm-hmm. You were ordained in the Reformed Church. Yep. How did you find your way to the Anglican Church? Yeah, and grew up in a Baptist church and then also 8th through 12th grade Lutheran church and also have been in some non-denominational. So kind of a mutt. Yeah, an eclectic background. Um, Mainly just through the RCA not holding kind of fast to a a historic biblical understanding of human sexuality. Um, I just felt like, okay, Lord, I, I really want a place where that's not a question that, that I'm having to discuss or argue. I want to focus forward kind of in the work of the gospel, proclaiming Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I've just been for really the last 10 years saying, Lord, what does that look like? Because I don't want to just be hasty. And uh, we've got a, a home fellowship group that's met for five or six years. It's under Coram Deo Umbrella. Um, but I just, you know, said, Lord, where's the place for me to land? And we knew Brian Waltheis back from the Hope College days and mm-hmm. he was part of the vineyard and and he was like, oh, I'm an Anglican priest now and we have a church. And I was like, well, what's all this about? So we started going and we really loved uh, the liturgy and we love it. Anglicanism is, they, they say it's evangelical, Catholic with lowercase c hmm. and charismatic. Hmm. So, you know, you're going to, you know, you it's not uncommon for a bishop to visit and, and prophesy over you or to have some speaking in tongues, but the liturgy is also very robust and rich. So it's very Trinitarian and it's always pointing you back into scripture. And then it's also, I just realized like, oh, all of the kind of the solid evangelical reform beliefs that I have, they fit within the Anglican tradition. Hmm. Um, And it was a couple of summers ago, we were having church and one of our children's storytellers did the story for the, the larger congregation upstairs of the mustard seed that becomes a plant. And the birds are finding their nests. And as she was telling the story to the kids, the Holy Spirit just said to me, you've been flying up in the air trying to find your place, your branch on the tree. Come on. And I've, you, have, you have your nest now. Mm-hmm. And you're wow. still going to go yeah. up and fly with Coram Deo and doing these other things of the work of the kingdom. But now I've given you now kind of a, a resting place and a nest where you can 
be at home. Mm. Um, so it's something I'm growing into because it's not what I grew up with and it's yeah. different in many ways. But the more I get into it, I've just found my prayer life has benefited so much hmm. from the Book of Common Prayer. It's just, it's been a huge blessing to me to just be like, we talked about discipline before. That's what I was just there are, say. There are built-in rhythms. Yes. And for 15 years, I've actually toyed around with like Benedictine spirituality and like, how do how do we adapt this in an evangelical kind of Protestant context? I don't know how to do it. Well, Anglicans, it's part of their culture already. So I was like, oh, this is actually the rhythms of how mm. how they're called to live. And it mm. was a great fit for us. <clears throat> That's awesome. Yeah. Now, is All Saints the only Anglican church in Holland or in West Michigan? It's the only Anglican church in Holland. There's an Episcopalian, which is quite quite different denomination, um, mm. even though they come out of the same roots. Um, All Saints planted a, a daughter church in hmm. Grand Rapids, Christ Church. Um, Chris Rolls, Father Chris Rolls is is the rector there. So if anyone listens and you want to visit one in Grand Rapids, I would highly recommend Christ Church. Great, great congregation. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, I've been blessed and intrigued as I watch your journey, your spiritual journey. I mean, mm. I've known you since you were 18 years old. Right. And uh, it's just really cool to see the path that you and Bree and your your family has taken and it just seems like it's bearing tons of fruit mm-hmm. in you personally in your marriage and in your ministry yeah have you seen my daughter Miran's prayer corner no so on our front and closed porch Bree has her prayer corner over the last month or two Miran has the other side so she's got her chair there her little table with her candle and her bible and everything and She's usually out there doing morning and evening office. I mean, the two of them. I'm, so it's just really amazing for me to see how like. For those who don't know what office is, what does that mean? So the idea of an office is not just like doing one prayer time per day, but the idea of connecting multiple times per day with the Lord. Um, so ideally, at least in the morning, in the afternoon, or in the evening. Okay. But also you could do like a lunchtime one and a before bed. That's There's, the book of common prayer. That's in the yeah. book. Yeah, but even Pete Scazzaro talks about this in Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, and he doesn't reference the book of common prayer at all. He just says daily office is basically whatever spiritual practice you could have that's multiple points throughout the day to turn your attention back yes. to the Lord mm. in prayer and in the word. So for me, it's already spelled out in the in the book of common prayer, why reinvent it? But yep. if a person didn't want to use that, there's many ways that they could do that sure. to just say, you know, I'm going to continue to turn my attention back to the Lord. Yeah. And your daughter, Muren, is how old? She's 16 and a half. Yeah. And she's pressing into morning and evening prayer on the front porch. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, she's out outshining me in, on some <laughs> on many days. You know, I'm just like, wow, she's she's been spending more time out there with the Lord and journaling and in prayer. And it's just great to see her just embrace that as, as part of her walk with the Lord. And yeah. the two younger boys also. Oh, that's cool. Hey, Crow. Yeah. Would you be willing to read the scripture today? Yeah. And then Miguel will have you read tomorrow. Uh, so we are at, in Proverbs 14. And this has been fun, guys. Yeah. I, I love uh, talking about this stuff and just sharing thoughts and ideas. So, yeah, take us in, Crow. Okay. The wise, or Proverbs 14. <clears throat> The wise woman builds her house, but with her own hands, the foolish one tears her down. Whoever fears the Lord walks uprightly, but those who despise him are devious in their ways. A fool's mouth lashes out with pride, 
but the lips of the wise protect them. Where there are no oxen, the manger is empty. Or the manger, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) The manger is empty. (laughs) But from the strength of an ox come abundant harvests. An honest witness does not deceive, but a false witness pours out lies. The mocker seeks wisdom and finds none, but knowledge comes easily to the discerning. Stay away from a fool, for you will not find knowledge on their lips. The wisdom of the prudent is to give thought to their ways, but the folly of fools is deception. Fools mock and make amends for sin, but goodwill is found among the upright. Each heart knows its own bitterness, and no one else can share its joy. The house of the wicked will be destroyed, but the tent of the upright will flourish. There is a way that appears to be right, but in the end, it leads to death. Even in laughter, the heart may ache, and rejoice, rejoicing may end in grief. The faithless will be fully repaid for their ways, and the good reward for theirs, or rewarded for theirs. The simple believe anything, but the prudent give thought to their steps. The wise fear the Lord and shun evil, but a fool is hot-headed and yet feels secure. A quick-tempered person does foolish things, and the one who devises evil schemes is hated. The, The simple inherit folly, but the prudent are crowned with knowledge. Evildoers will bow down in the presence of the good and the wicked at the gates of the righteous. The poor are shunned even by their neighbors, but the rich have many friends. It is a sin to despise one's neighbor, but blessed is the one who is kind to the needy. Do not, do not those who plot evil go astray? But those who plan what is good find love and faithfulness. All hard work brings a profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. The wealth of the wise is their crown, but the folly of fools yields folly. A truthful witness saves lives, but a false witness is deceitful. Whoever fears the Lord has a secure fortress, and for their children it will be a refuge. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life, turning a person from the snares of death. A large population is a king's glory, but without subject a prince is ruined. Whoever is patient has great understanding, but one who is quick-tempered displays folly. A heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. Whoever oppresses the poor shows contempt for their maker, but whoever is kind to the needy honors God. 
When calamity comes, the wicked are brought down. But even in death, the righteous seek refuge in God. Wisdom reposes in the heart of the discerning. And even among fools, she lets herself be known. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin condemns any people. A king delights in a wise servant, but a shameful servant arouses his fury. It's the word of God. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. That one kicked me a little bit. There were a couple of them like, I got you know, but I'm trying to read. But, right. Yeah. Do you remember which ones so, kicked yeah, so you? Well, just fear, fear of the Lord. I mean, it, it seems to hit um, the... At least four times the fear of the Lord. Yes, yes, and um, I think in our in our society today, and in the world, ah, I'm not going to say the world, and probably in the Western culture today, I think fear of the Lord is not there. Um, what is the fear of the Lord? I would say that the fear of the Lord is. Being in awe and reverence of God, like um, how how big He is, how He sees all, and um, that's what I would say. Mm-hmm. Is that? Yeah, yeah, that's that's good. Um, I, yeah, there. I I, w- I wouldn't change anything you said. I would another metaphor that's been helpful to me is. Um, like a healthy fear of the sun, S-U-N. If, if you get close enough to the sun, you will get vaporized. Mm-hmm. Is the sun angry at me? Is it mean? Is it mad? It's none of those things. It's just powerful. Mm. It's mm-hmm. like nuclear energy. So there is, even for Christians, I think, a healthy sense of the fear of God that like God is, you know, it's kind of like Aslan the lion. Is he safe? Well, of course he's not safe, but he's good. Mm-hmm. You know, like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but kind of a reverence and fear, and just recognizing His power and His the potency of God's glory. Yep. And that theme of fear of the Lord shows up right away at the very beginning of Proverbs, right? Yeah, where it says that the this the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Yeah, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Yep. Yeah, and it's interesting because in in verse um, was it six? Yeah. The mocker seeks wisdom and finds none. Knowledge comes easily to the discerning. So the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. So those who don't begin with the fear of the Lord, they will seek after wisdom. They will try to figure out what's right, but they will not, they, you can't actually get there apart from God and, and fear of, of the yes. Lord. That starting place. Mm-hmm. That's good. So a theme that I picked up on, and I'd love to get your guys' comments on this, Verse 7, where it says, stay away from a fool, for you will not find knowledge on their lips. The wisdom of the prudent is to give thought to their ways, but the folly of fools is deception. Uh, There have been people who have cycled in and out of my life over the years who I think the book of Proverbs would probably call them fools, Mm -hmm. right? Mm. But there are people who who Jesus died for, right? And people who have ended up on my front doorstep. And uh, I've, I've always had, I think both Betsy and I are very high in mercy. 
like if you do spiritual gift, you know, I'm I'm high in mercy, Crow, and I'm not sure that's your your top gift. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> well, and look at verse thirty one, whoever oppresses the poor shows contempt for their maker, whoever is kind to the needy honors God. So Right. So oftentimes mm. the the needy have over the years have ended up on my front doorstep and have become friends. And there have been times where it's gotten toxic to the point where it's really hard to handle and very disruptive, mm. right? And there, it took a lot for me to do this, but there, a few years ago, somebody, some good friends came to me and said, you need to stay away. You need to, you need to block this guy, like from your texts, from your emails, from his, don't take his calls, which felt horrible to me. Like it felt so wrong in the moment. Um, but I think there is a time. Yeah. And Proverbs said there are times where we need to stay away from a fool. Yeah. Um, what did you learn about the discernment of, you know, well, Jesus hung out with sinners. Right. You know, showing mercy to the, the poor and the needy. How, how do you discern when this is a relationship where I'm helping, it's, it's good, I'm stepping in for totally. the sake of Christ, versus, whoa, this is, you know, one of those things where I need to stay away from the fool because it's actually going to start harming me as well and maybe even harming that person. Yeah, and, and I read and studied a book called When Helping Hurts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah, when you think you're helping and you're really just enabling. Yep. And then if you look at the patterns over time and you realize, boy, all that time I invested, all that money I invested, it, it went right down the toilet and it did not bear fruit. You know, and that's where I kind of got with this guy. And what's kind of cool is I talked to him yesterday on the phone. He's in prison. Yeah. And we had a great conversation. Mm. And uh, I hung up the phone. Like there, I, there was actually times where I laughed right out loud. And, you know, we, um, but he's behind bars. Yep. Well, he, maybe that's best. And he's off know? of drugs. Yeah. And Because that's Chris, or Christopher? Or, yeah. 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 Um, anyway. Have you guys had any challenges in your life where you're like, these people, I, I love them. Uh, I feel like Jesus has a plan for their life, but I have to draw a boundary here. Yeah, I'm not thinking of I a, can't think of any. Yeah, I think within church pastoral ministry, there's times when you just have to be wise about how much can I meet with this person? How much can I help versus referring on? Um, I worked at a homeless shelter, the Love Inc. homeless shelter in Grand yes. Haven. So I had to deal with that too. I mean, I'm not thinking of it. I could probably name different situations, but those weren't necessarily like personal friendships, but times like, do we keep them in the house? Do we not? Right. You know, yeah, it takes so much discernment. Yeah, it's it's tough. You know, he broke the rules. He had liquor in the room, but I really want to help him. You know, like right. Yeah, I um this past weekend I got exposed to the streets of Muskegon in the bad part, or just on the outskirts of the bad part. But um, because my my wife Renee is opening um or moving her business, um, and right when we pulled up in the parking lot to move furniture in, here came this nice lady two of them you know and she was carrying a bag and she was like i could use some pop cans for i got to get my medication and and, um the guy that i was with is from muskegon and knows it and it's like 
nope, we don't have anything for you. But I'm like, wait a second. Maybe <laughs> like if I could just have two minutes of your time, I'll give you five bucks. I'll talk to you about Jesus, you know, but right. they're all laughing at me like they don't want that. They just want to be, just give them money and then they'll be on their way. And we had to run to Home Depot that is like eight miles away. And I, we just get there and I'm like, oh my gosh, there she is. Like she walked all that way. And I, you know, I'm, but I'm like, my heart was, I wanted to give her, you yeah. know, like, but they're like, no, don't do that. But Yeah. Um, I think, change the topic? Yeah, please. So, a wise woman builds her house, but with her own hands, the foolish one tears hers down. That's at the beginning of this chapter. And at the end, it says, righteousness exalts a nation, but sin, sin condemns any people. Hmm. And I just was thinking of that in terms of like, a nation can also kind of be a house. And some, and then right in the middle of this chapter was, I think was it in verse 12, let's see. There's a way that appears to be right, but in the end, it leads to death. Mm. And I just thought, you know, I, I've personally seen people tear down their own house over their head without realizing it through their own sinful actions, mm -hmm. through anger, unforgiveness, sinful patterns. And we're kind of seeing the United States of America, we're like tearing down our own house right. because there's a way that appears to be right. Mm -hmm. And it, and actually, if you follow biblical values, we're actually told that we're the, we're the evil ones, we're bigots, we're we're wrong, but it's like, well, but we know that in the end, the stuff you're talking about leads to death. Mm -hmm. It's not the way, it's not the way of righteousness. It's not the way of true life. And, you know, the, the mocker seeks wisdom, but finds none in this chapter. Mm. It's tough because people can't, they can't see that they're tearing the their own house down right over their head. And I think as Christians, we're praying and we're trying to be like that light to say, Look, and you know, verse 15, simple, believe anything, the prudent give thought to their steps. Again, mm -hmm. the sim we're, we're trying to call out to those who are simple to say, take the path of prudence, of wisdom, of fear of the Lord, because mm -hmm. it's actually the way of life. Mm -hmm. That's good. Hey, guys, we're going to have to wrap it up at that point. So, listeners, the wise fear the Lord and shun evil. Mm. And fools are hot-headed, and yet they feel secure. <laughs> so let's be a people that fear the Lord and shun evil yes. today. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.